Hello and welcome to Australian Transformers Weekly. We are bringing you Transformers news from around the world and across Australia and yeah, pretty much around the world. Uh, this is episode 241. We are recording live on Saturday, the 10th of July, 2021. This week, we will be talking about uh, the big leaks. It's a good thing. It's a good thing we delayed our uh, delayed our episode till today because today we had two massive leaks in the Covert Ravage set and the Worlds Collide sets. We'll uh, we'll talk about those. Uh, Generation Select Galvatron in toy colors was officially revealed this week on Transformers Tuesday. Netflix's upcoming Transformers Kingdom series is incoming in just a little bit over three weeks and rise of the beast is apparently filming already all that and more is coming up after this G'day everyone and welcome to the show. Um, we're a little bit we're a little bit down on hosts this week. We think we think one of our hosts has um, fallen asleep, but uh, we're not we're not really sure. So it, we're doing a two up. Uh, I'm Jason, joining me from right across the country, as far away as he could possibly be from me in Sydney, is Bradley coming to us from Perth. How are you doing there, Bradley? I'm doing well, thanks. How are you doing? I am. Um, I'm I'm doing all right. Um, I'm, I I think it's about it's appropriate at this point to bring in the by uh this this guy for the last in the last um in the last week or so actually the last two weeks so uh sydney's in lockdown which has been uh it's made it's made life interesting for me uh but um i, I say interesting it's it's been interesting but it's not been that interesting it, <laughs> I'm, I'm 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 okay I, i'm okay others are less than okay i don't leave my block a lot so yeah now i think you you've had a lockdown over there as well um and i think he hunted some autobots and some decepticons and then he released his grip on the city is that right uh yeah pretty much yeah it's very <laughs> very good very good <laughs> um look let's not let's not harp on about lockdown so much uh this way because um we do you have want to some... put a big picture of him on there. i i know i said let's not harp on like uh, there's there's a there's a point at which you 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 discuss and then you shelve. Uh, so we're going to, without hanging too much of a lantern on it, which we already have done, uh, we're going to move on, and we're going to talk. Um, where, when there are notable things that happened this week, there was a there was a Transformers Tuesday reveal from Hasbro. They didn't spring a Transformers Friday uh, on us. So um, yeah, we'll 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 get into some get into some into some news. What have you been up to over there, Bradley? Uh, just. Streaming on Twitch and scouring the uh, uh, the boards again to see if anyone spotted the Kingdom Galvatron. I did hear rumors of Kingdom Galvatron and also um, Kingdom no Video Series Slug was spotted near me today. Ah, very nice. Is that um, do you know which store it was at? Was it a, at a big Toy W World. or Toy World? Yeah, it's Toy World is this mythical beast that we don't have in Sydney for some reason. Um, yeah. We seem to ha we seem to have all the other licensees to the Toy World agreement, but um, <laughs> I say all like there's none of them in Sydney. You have to yeah. go out to you have to go out to you know I don't exactly know where, but I know um, Uncle Pete's tends to get stuff that's in Toy World, but they're out in I think they're in Dubbo. I don't know. 
I've been to, I've been to Dubbo in years. I'm not going. I'm not going Transformers hunting in Dubbo. Um, it's too far public transport, or I don't think I don't think you can even get to like it's a different city. I don't I don't think I can get on a train and go to Dubbo. I probably can like for regional transport, but I'm I'm not I'm not doing that. Especially uh, especially given. Hang on, wait. Let me let me put it let me put it back up. Especially given that this guy is in effect in Sydney at the moment and I'm not allowed to go more than 10 kilometers. So definitely not, definitely not. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. So, uh, but yeah, so we don't, we don't have those toy world stores. Um, we, we, we have a few toy mates in Sydney. It's the, the Australian, uh, toy retail scene has always been a bit of a mess since Toys R Us crashed and burned. Um, so yeah, uh, we, we tend to have toy mates, um, and toy whatever we've got know. toy mate and toy world but we don't have mr pete's toy world is that what it is uncle pete's yeah so he's toy world is like a toy world is like a weird conglomerate agreement between a, a bunch of stores it's kind of weird um so like in melbourne there's mr toy's toy world as well but it's still a toy world and yeah anyway we're gonna move swiftly on and get to the news. Straight into news. Hasbro news. That will take us into some news. What news comes from by yonder? Without further ado, let's get into some actual. Let's get into some actual Transformers news. You did mention that uh, you did mention that you were hoping for a sighting of uh, this guy, the big, the big purple fellow, uh, Galvatron, has been um, popping up. I'd say for the last three weeks or so around Australia, and we do we do have a sighting. This is from the Victorian Victorian Transformers and Assorted Sightings Group uh, from uh, Brendan Musket, who pointed out that he spotted Kingdom Galvatron in his local Toy World store. But um, the big news is that Galvatron finally comes with fixed shoulders in the box. So. Um, yeah, if you've been if you've been holding out on picking up a Galvatron because you've been waiting for the waiting for the shoulder fix to be enacted, then uh, yeah, go for it. And uh, just so, so a little hint, a little hint is that you can see at the top of the shoulder. Uh, you can see if you if you're watching our video, you can see on the top of the shoulder it's fairly smooth uh, on this side of this side of it. If it's misassembled, a the lug the the square lug that you see here is well lower than than here. And uh, you can line it up with the line on his chest, and you can ascertain whether or not he's uh, he's been misassembled or, or not. But if you can look at the top of the shoulder in the box, and if you can see if it's rough and there's exposed parts there, then it's misassembled. Um, unfortunately, I don't believe that they can actually get. I don't believe they can actually get a price match uh, for the Big W toy sale, which has an absolutely stunning price for the Kingdom leaders of forty four dollars. So I think if you were to get the the Galvatron with correctly assembled shoulders from Toy World, it's probably going to cost you $90, $95. We'll see how they have seen, um, there was a sighting for, because in that bigger picture, there was, uh, what's the name of the Megatron repaint? T Rex? Yes, T Rex, yep. Yeah, um, someone did say that they spotted him at a Toy World near me for 109 Actually, no, it wasn't a Toy World, it was um, Buzz. No. Oh, okay. You know that place that's associated with EB Games? Ah, Zing. Zing. That's Zing right. pop. Zing pop culture. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So I so I have been hearing that T Rex has been finding his way out into other stores for um, 
so so our retail price for liters is thought to be ninety dollars. Toy World's sort of been pushing some of them upwards, but they seem to have come back down to $90 at the moment, possibly because they're getting first releases of toys finally. Um, but yeah, they'll be $90, $95 to $100. And I think you said Zing was either $100 or $105 for T-Rex. Is that right? $109. $109. It, yeah. even, it skyrockets even more. Mm. So yeah, he's... um. He's out there looking at the looking at the photo at the moment. Um, I mean, looking at the photo here, I can see that this store has T Rex, Galvatron, Ultra Magnus, uh, Inferno, Warpath, and Huffer in plentiful stocks. Um, mm. So they're, they're doing all right. They're doing all right down there in Melbourne. Good, good, good on. Um, a little note with the shoulder assembly on Galvatron. Um, Gene Sebert. Put a wonderful guide into the into the TCCA Facebook group, showing just how to actually fix the uh, fix the the shoulder assembly on Galvatron, and um, showing where you should be where you should be applying pressure, um, where you should insert things, and how to lever, lever things and apply some pressure to get uh, get the joints off there. Yeah, because there are no there are no screws or anything to undo. It's literally just popping something apart. Yeah, yeah. You, you need to you need to be careful to apply pressure in the right place. And uh, as you, as you can see in some of the some of the photos of there, if you're going to if you're going to apply pressure with a, a spanner or, or pliers, make sure you put something on the plastic to protect it, so that you don't uh, you don't necessarily leave marks on the plastic. Because these toys are made of fairly soft and malleable plastic, which is something that we're taking advantage of to perform the shoulder fix. Or just hang off, hang on a, a, a couple of weeks and um, grab a, grab one that's been fixed. I don't know. Is that, I don't know. Um, oh no, is um there is a there are pictures online that show Galvatron side by side. You know, one with the shoulder fixed, one without. Yes, so, that's right. Um, there are plenty of online re uh, sources available to you if you want to know how. Once you see the once you see the picture and the comparisons, the um, difference is quite apparent. So if you look at it on sort of Google Images or something, that way you would know if someone cites a Galvatron, look up the pictures, and then you can go and look at the toy yourself, IRL, and you should be able to spot whether or not it's got the shoulder fit. Absolutely, yeah. Um, I. I... It's a good idea. Uh, look, taking taking a figure apart to this degree is not really everyone's cup of tea. Like like I said, there's no there's no um, screws or anything. There's a pin that you need to pop out, and then you need to pop the pin back in once you've fixed the the shoulder assembly. It's yeah. not for the faint of heart. Um, you if you if you've got a Galvatron that has two misassembled shoulders, you might be perfectly happy with it. The the, the arms sit a little bit lower than they should, but you. If you're not confident taking it apart, it doesn't really affect too much. Um, I like don't think it affects. You can make it work. Um, transformation or cannon display either, does it? Uh, no, I don't think. It, I don't think it does. I think some of the, some parts are just slightly out of alignment when he's in when he's in cannon mode because I think the the arms are expected to go one way, but they go the other way. But you can like like most modern transformers, you can rotate the arms almost completely around, so you can flip the shoulder and then rotate the arm around, and so it's sort of all right. But um, yeah, it just looks. It's just you you basically are displaying the arm from the wrong side. Whether that really matters to you or not, um, it's uh, ultimately it's a personal preference, really. Yeah, I mean, it's an awesome toy, but at the same time, this um, shoulder issue seems to be corrected pretty quick. So it's, you know, maybe wait an extra couple of weeks and the store 
your local store may have Galvatron with proper assembled shoulders. Yeah, um, this is this was actually quite surprising to see today because we assumed that all of the stock that had come into the country had come in misassembled, but it's mm. possible that it was really just the first run of uh, of shoulders that came off the came off the assembly line that were misassembled. Uh, Rob Franklin on YouTube has pointed out it will be interesting to see how many Galvatrons with bad shoulders show up in the aftermarket slash eBay sector. Um, it, well, it, it's it can be quite interesting to see if people actually. If people decide that because the shoulders are misassembled, they're going to put them up um, and let them go for cheap. And whether someone who's confident making that shoulder fix might buy them up, fix the shoulders, and then sell them off for more expensive. We'll see how we go. Or someone could just sell the, you know, the uncorrected version at a high price and say it's a collector's item. <laughs> yeah, that's um, that's possible. I would look. I, I would. I would hope that that. Uh, I would hope that that doesn't happen. Um, but. You know, uh, we'll, we'll see. Everyone, everyone can be quite, uh, quite enterprising these days. Yeah, uh, that's the term for it, right? Enterprising. Mm. Don't know. Oh no! Well, the un-PC term is bastard. But yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, so moving on from Galvatron, also out in Australia. Um, actually, actually out last week, but I don't, I don't think we necessarily called too much attention to it on the show. Uh, Transmutate has been released. From I think I think EB Games was the main place that was stocking her in Australia. Yep. Um, I believe believe Amazon took orders for her as well, but I'm not sure whether or not they've they've actually shipped out. Um, so Transmutate Transmutate came out in Asia on July 1st. Actually was sitting in EB Games stores in advance of that, but apparently they were not allowed to sell it in in advance of July 1st, despite sometimes posting them out maybe a week or so early we did yeah uh, i did, did i did hear people getting notifications and then they go to the store and they just say we can't actually go here yeah yeah it's a bit yeah. unfortunate i i think it feels to me like eb games is still still really working out how to how to do this um sort of pre-order and release business and they do they do a lot of things with um, like Star Wars Star Wars Black series and Marvel Legends, but uh, it seems like they're still sort of getting to grips with the release schedule and how how this worked with uh, with Transformers. Um, I, I guess that's also complicated by the fact that Australia's release schedule for Transformers seems to be quite up in the air at the moment. We are getting things turn up at retail well in advance of when they should be. Um, there's uh, you know, we, like we had, we had Studio Series Slug turn up. Um, we had Transmutate turn up. We had um, uh, Shattered Glass Blur. Uh, all of these, all of these things turned up, um, turned up early in stores. And from what we hear is that what we hear is that the sightings of these in Australia is actually causing some ripple effects throughout uh, throughout some of the some of the retailers releasing things around Asia as well. There's um, uh, there's a few uh, there's a few issues with um, release dates of things slipping or moving around, and Amazon has had some uh, early release dates for things that actually correlate with uh, the Asian release, but don't seem to be the correct release date for Australia. So it's a it's a little bit confusing. Um, Amazon Australia has had a couple of things slip this week. Um, they had advertised that Studio Series 86 Rekgar was going to be released on July 5th. July 5th came and went and uh, nothing happened. Um, so maybe they meant July 15th. Yeah. <laughs> we'll find we'll, well look we'll find we'll find out this week. Um, I believe they sent a lot of emails out to people saying um, you know look we're we're still trying to source stock for this but 
I feel like that might have been a, a sort of a, a default. We missed the release date um, email that, that might have might have gone out with just sort of a, a template. Um, one other one other note: we talked about the Jurassic Park set last week, uh, and we noted at the time that we got an absolute killer price for it on on Amazon. On suddenly went up to uh, Jason, about. You just cut out big time then. Yeah, I, I saw I saw that on the stream. Um, oh, that's fine. We'll we'll set that up. Um, so uh, Amazon Australia's price for Amazon Australia's price for the Jurassic Park set went to uh, one hundred and fifty dollars this week. So if you placed an order at ninety dollars, it's not entirely clear what's going to happen. Whether your pre-order will be honoured by Amazon. I've heard I've heard some people say that Amazon may not even notice that the price changed and they might just honor the they might just honor the deals that they had anyway. Um, but it's also possible they might cancel the pre-orders. People have said that Amazon's pre-order price guarantee should actually protect you in this in this instance, but the pre-order price guarantee does not cover pricing mistakes. So uh, Amazon is Amazon is well within its rights to uh, to cancel those orders. Keep an eye on your inbox if you did order it at $90 and um, just yeah, be aware that you may need to reorder it at $150. We'll, we'll see how we go. It is, it's a leader class figure plus a new deluxe figure plus the Jurassic Park tax and licensing fees, whatever. $150 doesn't seem out of the, uh, out of the ballpark for it. It's, it's, it's a little bit expensive for a leader plus a deluxe, but um, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll see what label. happens. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you're, you're paying you're paying for the uh, the licensing fee that's going over to Universal yep. at this point. Yep. All right. Let's talk about some uh, let's talk about some news of the week. Um, this guy. Wait, no, not that guy. This guy. <laughs> uh, this guy was uh, revealed today. We are looking at a we're looking at a, a an image that has come from a store somewhere somewhere around asia which uh, shows the transformers war for cybertron trilogy brand on a box that contains two figures a covert agent ravage and decepticons forever ravage now the covert agent ravage is a beast wars uh, a beast wars figure of some kind we'll get to that in a minute and the decepticons forever ravage is a g1 ravage cassette uh, repackaged in this box with his with his weapons now Bradley, you and I were talking about this before the before we kicked off the show, and uh, you, so you you mentioned that this looks like a looks like a Ravage was that a Jaguar X9 or a Ravage X9? Jaguar X9, I think, was the official name for it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Do you and you've got that figure there? Do you want to do you want to um, do you want to pull it up and see whether or not uh, see what we can see? I'm, I'm going to put you up on. It's definitely different. Yeah, that's. Ooh. That is definitely different, but it it certainly does appear to be uh, it certainly does appear to to be the base of the mold, doesn't it? Or at least the yeah. the base of the character that it's intended to represent. There's definitely some some differences in the chest design, but you can see the same colors and some of the same highlights being used in in various places. Now, tell us a little bit about uh, about X Nine in in Beast Wars. What was his? Uh, what's the significance of this set? Putting these two figures together. Uh, do you want to go back to the... Yeah, there we go. So this is actually G1 Ravage as he appeared in Beast Wars. He appeared in a couple of episodes as a secret Tripredicus agent that was there to help the Maximals apprehend Beast Wars Megatron for crimes against Cybertron 
something like that. Um, right. So, so this, uh, so, so what you're saying is that the the beast figure is actually G1 Ravage. Yes. All right. The, the well. character is actually G1 Ravage. He was reformatted after the Autobot Decepticon War, and he also uh, attained true invisibility, as is shown in the uh, cartoon. And yeah, he. At first, he's, he arrests Megatron, Beast Wars Megatron. And then Beast Wars Megatron reveals that all of this was started by a message that he found from G1 Megatron. So that entices Ravage to join with Beast Wars Megatron. And he, Ravage has this sort of super stealth attack craft. And as he's about to lay waste the Maximals, he shouts out Decepticons forever in his Russian accent, transforms into a cassette, loads into the ship and starts playing music. So that's the significance behind Decepticons forever. And that's that's the scene that we see uh, represented on the on the back of the um, on the back of the box where you can see Ravage sort of going through stages of transformation into the into the cassette. Um, obviously you can't really do that with the figures at this scale, so they've given you one of each. Yeah, and the cool thing is, when, um, Ravage transforms in the show, he actually has the G1 transformation sound. Ah, uh, and other, other characters don't. No, they don't. Fair enough too. Now, there is one more detailed photo uh, of this, this set that's, uh, that's kind of here. This, there's been... There's been a lot of speculation over what exactly the Beast Ravage mold is. Now we know it's not X9, um, but it doesn't appear to it doesn't appear to directly match any existing figure from that era or from any of the uh, any of the exclusive sets that have come out. There is a bit of thought going around that perhaps it's a Kingdom figure that's been retooled to look. Uh, to look like it's uh, it's Beast Wars counterpart. There's some people swear that they're they're looking at pictures that uh, they're looking at parts that uh, give away that it's actually uh, the Beast Wars the um, Kingdom Cheetor with a, a massive amount of retooling. Whether or not that's whether or not that's true could or it, not, could it we're be probably going to um, have to wait and find out. I'm thinking too big for Cheetor, maybe Tigertron. Because Tigertron's meant to be a Voyager. So the part, the part of this that gives me pause in thinking that that's a Voyager figure yeah, is the size like of the cassette. Yeah, I know. <laughs> like, missed opportunity for a late show reference. It's like a Diagon. Um, <laughs> so uh, look at the size of the G1 cassette there. Now, those cassettes are not big, right? I don't, I don't think this is anything larger than a deluxe figure. We know that's a G1 cassette, though. Well, that's that's a really interesting question as well. Do you, are you saying you saying you think it's possible that that's actually a new mold that looks like the original G One Ravage, but could be larger? I mean, it's possible. There is. I mean, it, as it look, you've said it, there it, is it's... nothing to gauge. It doesn't say anything on the box. Look, you you you, you definitely could have could have something there. Um, I don't know. Uh, actually, that that even that even actually makes a makes a, another point. Is that even is that even a transforming ravage the the cassette? Because according to the back of the box, like they've given they've given you. In fact, there's, there's no I, conversion numbers on there. Do either of these guys transform? Perhaps <laughs> that's another that's another question. 
Uh, it does look like it does look like the the beast transforms, but don't know. We'll we'll have to wait and see. I I do think that does look like a G one Ravage cassette there. Like unless unless it's not actually a G one Ravage, I think if that's true, then the scale of everything in this photo could be often called into question. The other things that I would go for would be the sort of the, the Hasbro logo, the Generations logo, and the eight plus um, decoration decorations around the box. Um, plus it does seem to come with uh, the G1 cassettes weapons yeah although they could also be because um, in Beast Wars Ravage does have double hand blasters uh, yes and I think you can see that his two of his hand blasters are there oh, in yep, the box yep. as well yeah yep. okay. so, yeah um, it looks awesome I am I saw a lot of commotion in the uh, Jason Gateway uh, <laughs> Facebook chat. I think I might have to jump onto that bandwagon because this looks pretty damn tempting. Look, there, so there's been a, there's been a lot of initial interest in this from from members. Um, mm. I think that what we're looking at here, given that it's got War for Cybertron trilogy branding, but it doesn't have doesn't have um, Kingdom or Siege or Earthrise on it. I think we're looking at something that's similar to the Pit of Judgment set from last year. Yeah. Now, the Pit of Judgment set was a Hasbro PulseCon exclusive. And we have also seen Hasbro do a Star Wars reveal this week where they revealed, um, they revealed some Star Wars figures that will be coming later this year at PulseCon. So I think we might see this go official in the next couple of weeks uh, and i think we might see this revealed as a pulsecon exclusive that's um that's that's my guess anyway when i i'm not sh i'm not familiar with it when is the actual pulsecon event is that october or? i think it, i think it's october or september yeah uh it, it, whether they whether they want to reveal this stuff you know far ahead of time so far ahead of time it might be a case that they want to get ahead of leaks uh in which case they've already failed because this is a leak <laughs> but but we'll see. Is there has like been a retail shop. I don't think this one is, but I think if we look at the if we look at the other photos, I think the other photos were um, pretty. So this is the same setting as uh, the first image there. I think this is pretty clearly a shop. Um, you can see the sort of the, the masterpiece figures on the, the shelves yeah. in the background. Uh, it's a it's a little bit ambiguous as to where the shop is, and I think they probably like it that way. Uh, yeah. Although I think if there's a if there's a particular Hasbro rep that visits this store and sells them stuff, that table is probably pretty distinctive with its uh, its uh, red, red, blue, and white coloring. So uh, yeah. we'll see. This is not the first. This is not the first um, SDCC or PulseCon exclusive to leak. Um, I say I say SDCC or PulseCon because we have heard rumors this year of a GI Joe set that is said to be an SDCC exclusive, but is already in storerooms across Asia. Now, if that's the case, and this appears to be in someone's shop, this is probably in someone's storeroom as well. So I would say that if it's, it's probably the same conditions as that GI Joe leak. Um, so yeah, I think we're, we're either looking at SDCC or PulseCon exclusives. One way or another, I'm looking forward to an official announcement because if we look at the back again, um, that sort of looks like it does not transform at all because I'm pretty sure... Do I have the box? No. I think the Pit of Judgment had showed the guard transforming in, you know, however many steps. So if these guys transformed... Uh, 
So the back of the pit of judgment was actually just sort of the 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 sketch of the scene from oh, yeah. the, the movie, which is pretty much what this is showing as well. Just sort of a, a sketch of the scene. Um, I, look, this is this is something that will become eminently clear in the next couple of weeks, I think. But um, like I said, there's been there's been a lot of interest in this. I'm 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 genuinely surprised in the amount of interest that this has raised, and I think I think it actually says. I think it actually says a lot about Beast Wars' popularity that um, people have seen this and just gone, hell yes, like, let me get in on that set. Well, for the last 20-odd years, this has been the closest representation of Beast Wars' Ravage. I mean, there was a repaint of Cheetor into, like, Shadow Panther, which people sort of adopted as their toy version of Beast Wars' Ravage, but this is sort of the closest we've gotten, and... It doesn't really look much like this toy. That's that I we're see. looking at here. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Well, so look, there, I'm I'm sure there will be repercussions and fallout and further leaks of this. So someone obviously has the set in front of them, and sooner or later the community will get word to that person that they would very much like them to take it out of the box and <laughs> take some more photos of it, please. Uh, or someone will go into the shop and buy it and do it for us. Yeah. We will uh, We will find out. Um, uh, Rob also points out that uh, Beast Wars Ravage could be a pre-tool of Transmetal Cheetor. Uh, so, yeah, it's, it's, all, it's all possible. All cards, all cards are on the table at this point. It could be, it could be anything. Uh, and some random Facebook person says, you had Shadow Panther, but this new one is a cartoon-accurate version. Indeed. Very much yeah. so. All right, let's move on. Uh, let's, we'll, t- we'll talk about the other big leak from today, which is a new set in the Buzzworthy Bumblebee line that uh, also, interestingly enough, carries the Transformers War for Cybertron trilogy branding. This is called Worlds Collide. Now, this set uh, carries a Voyager and three deluxe figures. Uh, a couple of them are quite notable. So there is a... There is a, a purple Nemesis Primal. Now, I'm pretty sure Nemesis Primal is uh, a bit of a first. I think this is the first time we've seen the Nemesis uh, Nemesis branding applied to any of the um, any of the Beast Wars characters. There is there is a deluxe Fangry. Uh, this guy is a, a retool of the. Oh, I've noticed a couple of things. Uh, this this guy is a retool of the Titans Return Grotesque mold that we saw. Would have been three, uh, three or four years that ago. Redone three times to represent each of the monster bots. Was it redone three times? Yeah, it was Twinferno, Grotusk, and Repugnus. Oh, I didn't realize they were the same mold. Huh. Same mold, I, just um, extensive redoing. Yeah, fair enough. So, so they've given they've given him another redo here. And Jason's gone again. Hmm. I should oh. be back now. Yeah. You. You want to say something? Make sure you're in sync with your cam. Hello. Hello. Yeah. Hello. Okay. Yep. Cool. All good. Uh, that's all right. Brad will have to wait at it. Um. Yeah. There we go. I, I think I think something's happening to my internet connection because it uh, it gave me a uh, gave me a low bandwidth sign. So uh, we'll see what happens. Um. <clears throat> It's the first time we've seen a Titan. Not the first time. It's the. It's not the first time we've seen a Titans Return mold reused in the last couple of years. The uh, uh, Punch Counterpunch mold got dragged out for the Galactic Odyssey set last last week, last year. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Moving over. Moving over. Moving on left to right. We do see. 
probably the thing that's going to get most people to buy this set is a yellow bumblebee version of the very very popular and well-regarded kingdom cliff jumper mold and i say i say this is probably going to get people to buy this set because the the only other representation of bumblebee that's been done in this mold is the netflix bumblebee which um turns into a volkswagen this one this one clearly does not but he's also extremely hard to find so if you're if you are after a bumblebee to sit in your uh sit in your uh war for cybertron collection you are probably going to go for this set if you don't already have one and you might go for it even if you do um besides besides bumblebee there's also black arachnia who is coming to us in a toy accurate a toy a, a toy accurate uh color configuration um Rob has uh, Rob has also pointed out this is an this is an odd grouping of figures. It really is. Um, in a, it's living in a, up to worlds collide, I I can say that. I guess that's yeah, that's true. It is definitely it's definitely worlds colliding, um, and uh, yeah, it's it is it is an odd grouping of figures. Um, you're right. So yeah, whether or not uh, uh, Nathan has also pointed out uh, it's another bumblebee, still hard to get probably. It's very likely um, this. So this set, this set, given that the set is being revealed pretty much on the same day as the the covert agent ravage, I feel like this might also be a PulseCon set or a, a SDCC or PulseCon or, or something like that. But um, it's worth noting that we have seen a we have seen the core class Bumblebee also appear as Buzzworthy Bumblebee with a Transformers War for Cybertron branding, and that's flooding Kmart stores everywhere at the moment. So it's possible this pack will just uh, just go out in um, in regular retail release. It's also it's also odd from the perspective of there's so much wasted space in this box. Everything's yeah. everything's really spaced out. There's 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 much more space above the figures than there needs to be. Um, I do think the box is possibly tilted away from the camera a little bit, so like it's probably not. It's probably not that accurate a representation, but uh, like you know, we we can see you know there's there's a lot of space given to Black Arachnia because of where the the spider legs have to go. Um, Bumblebee's Bumblebee's uh, rear canopy is sort of hovering there in the space above his head, um, and yeah, and Fangry and Nemesis Primal are just sort of a little bit a uh, little bit interesting in how they're uh, how they're sort of close together to the left hand side of the pack. Um, mm. If we take a look at the take a look at the back, we can get a bit of a look at how uh, Fangry's Fangry's head has been retooled from from Grotusk there, uh, and we can see a bit of a better look at Nemesis Primal as well. Um, now, so yeah, so uh, it's not it's still not really clear where this uh, where this set comes from. There's been a there's been someone saying that they found this set at retail in the US. So maybe we're not actually looking at a convention exclusive. Maybe we are just looking at something that's something that's hitting retail that's been unannounced. It's weird that people are sort of eyeing off the Bumblebee. I'm more eyeing off the Fangry. <laughs> uh, Fangry has definitely been a focal point for people for this set. Um, yeah. But I think I think Bumblebee is always Bumblebee is always fairly popular. Um, and I think people people who are frustrated at being unable to get the Netflix Bumblebee might well go for this one. Um, I think it's also interesting that we're really we're really ignoring Nemesis Primal there as well because it looks like the it looks like the the price on uh, the price uh, not the price the paint on Nemesis Primal might well be okay. um, quite fun as well. Yeah, hang on a second. Yeah, that actually does look like um, 
nemesis sort of coloring on this mold and I like the look of it. It also looks like they've gone for like the toy accurate primal head which um, had the full mouth guard closed whereas this one is going for show accuracy. Yeah, I, I, I see he's he's definitely got a, a bit of a retooled head on him, doesn't he? Mm. Yeah. I, I quite I quite like the way the colours um I, I quite like the way the, the colours hang together on the Nemesis version. Um yeah, I mean per, like I said, purple like and teal and everything, it's all it's always always goes nicely together. They're the colours that we know for a Nemesis and yeah, like you were saying earlier, I've never heard of a Nemesis primal before. Yeah. Um also should we should spare a moment and check on Bumblebee because He's the he's in the buzzworthy bumblebee line, but he's been served up in a pack with three Decepticons. Is Black Arachnia not a maximal? Oh, is she? I, I, I every other every other representation of her has been a um uh, been a, a, a Decepticon. Predacon, yeah, yeah, Predacon. Well, maybe um, if we go back to the first picture because that had um faction logos. Um, so you oh, can no, see the faction Predacon. Logos, yeah. He's got the Predacon logo. So, yeah, Bumblebee's all by himself. Mm. Next, yeah, yeah, interesting. Fangry, yeah, Fangry's Decepticon. Nemesis Primal is Predacon. So, two Predacons, a Decepticon, and an Autobot. Well, we'll see who, they, we'll see who they're all collide. hunting by the time they come out. Yeah, well, worlds collide, and so do all the uh, Decepticons who want to kill the Autobot. Yeah. Is that... Uh, um, also, also no something else? He does. He does. Also notable is that um, the set does come with a little AllSpark, um, uh, uh, which which has a sort of a, a I, I don't really know what the the correct term for is. It's a it's like a dodecahedra hexagonal. I was going to say it's the old it's the pop. old Grundy logo. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> <laughs> now there's a deep cut nostalgia reference for everyone for everyone watching the podcast who's like under the age of. Under the age of thirty, yeah. um, so uh, it's, it does match up with the representation of the Allspark that we see in the Cyberverse cartoon as well. So, um, uh, if you're a Cyberverse, if you're if you're a Cyberverse fan, um, then you know this that probably also elevates this set to, into something that you want to get. Although it's notable that it's not coming with any. Thank you, Nathan, for um, saying uh, this is. Uh, dodecahedron so yeah sorry jason nice. you cut out there that so you said this set is not coming with and then you cut out yeah cool uh, yeah that seems to be happening every every 10 15 minutes um the set does not come with any um it, the set does not come with any uh cyberverse figures so it's kind of funny to come with the cyberverse representation of the allspark and uh there's the uh, uh Thank you to Nathan Ashby for pointing out it's a dodecahedron. I don't actually know if it is. I don't know what the defining characteristics of a dodecahedron are, just and I don't know. The Grundy logo. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it comes. Yeah, it comes with the Grundy logo. Officially, so, officially, it's Grundy. You've watched. You've what? You watch Cyberverse, don't you? I have. Yes. So none of these characters are mentioned or referenced. No, nah, Nemesis Primal definitely not in Cyberverse. Uh, Black Arachnia might be. I mean, we know that we we know that that's definitely a Kingdom logo. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I mean, that's sorry, not the logo. We know that that's definitely a Kingdom figure. It's definitely Titans Return figure. So, um, there's there's also there's no Cyberverse branding on the box. It's it's um, Buzzworthy Bumblebee. So, um, yeah, maybe it's just that uh, this is how Hasbro really wants the uh, Allspark to be seen on everything now. 
Maybe they're sort of just trying to bring in, you know, different demographics for another use of the term, worlds collide. I mean, you know, you got people interested in the Allspark for Cyberverse, you got me interested in Fangry, you've got other people interested in Bumblebee, so it's, it sort of sounds like... I will also point out that the, the, the toy colours on Black Arachnia have also also garnered a few oohs and ahs from people as well. Okay, so it's, it's sort of like they're trying to encourage people to buy it and then sort of split it among friends. <laughs> uh, maybe. I, I think there's I think there's been a bit of that going on in, uh, in some of the chat rooms as well. People are just going like, well, if I buy this, will you buy this from me? And, you know, can we, can we work things out that way as well? Um... There was a there was a, a question saying, you know, what would the what would the estimated price be on this set? No idea. But we are looking at uh, Voyager and three deluxes. So I'd say triple know, digits. Oh, it's definitely it would definitely be triple digits. Like deluxes alone would be worth ninety to a hundred dollars for for three of them. Possibly a little bit more. Plus a Voyager is about fifty dollars. So it could be could be a hundred and twenty, hundred and fifty more. I'd say I'd don't underestimate say, uh, don't underestimate them putting twenty bucks on that uh, that um, Allspark as well. Yeah, I'd say probably ballpark one fifty. Um, it also depends, like you said, if this is going to be like an exclusive set or not. That might put the price up a bit more. Yeah, interesting. Uh, as as we said, there's I think that I think there's a good cross section of people coming to the set and just going, I like this and I like this. Uh, Jacob just commented, one nemesis, please love those colors. So yeah. I agree. I also like the look of the um, the monkey mode. I think there's a picture uh, of it on the back. Yeah, yeah. There's. A, I think that was. I think that was his. Um, isn't, isn't that his uh, box art or a CG render? Is that actually how the character looks? You have the. You have the character there in front of you. Yes. Um. I'm pretty sure it's just a CG. Um. Because those the colors on the monkey look like a vibrant purple, and I don't think you could really. Get that sort of vibrancy on this. Yeah, <laughs> fair enough. <laughs> um, but yeah, oh, uh, this guy is, is also it is pretty. It is. It, this guy's also pretty tricky to transform. Not tricky. It's just you really have to use your muscles to mm. prime apart. So I'm not going to be putting him into monkey mode. Sorry. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. Um, I think it's time to move on to uh, the next story, which is definitely a thing that I want to acquire as well, uh, okay. which is Generation Selects Galvatron in G1 Toy Colors. Now, this is something that we heard rumored for quite a while. It's 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 quite interesting. And going back in the, over the last six months or so of, uh, of figure rumors for Kingdom and for um, Gen Selects for this year, uh, there's, there's definitely been a lot of accurate leaks um, came out around the start of the year. And uh, this is one that had people pretty excited. Um, we are looking at the Kingdom Galvatron mold, itself pretty well regarded, but served up in nostalgic G1 colors, which means his, uh, his body is gray and his, uh, his arms and, his arms and, uh, and thighs are a, a, darker, a darker purple and his legs remain gray as well, just like his original G1 toy. Um, I've, I've, I've been looking at pictures of this all week. This figure, I, 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 I love it. I'm Did not you get very... stuck on the digi bash we saw a few months ago? So this, uh, well, Wednesday, it actually leaked the day before. Um, 
did I just drop out again? Yep. Yeah. Um, so this actually leaked on Tuesday our time and was officially revealed on Transformers Tuesday. So it came out about 24 hours in advance of its in advance of its uh, release. Um, so no, I didn't get stuck on the Digibash. Like I saw I saw the official photos that leaked and just the 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 color scheme the. I, I'm I'm in love with the new foil stickers that have been supplied for him as well, and he does have a rub sign on him as well, but I can't quite see it in. Probably under a, the Matrix, is it? Um, no, that looks like that looks like a proper Decepticon logo there. Maybe it's more visible in his um, in his canon mode. Um, but yeah, so there's there's definitely they didn't necessarily say rub signs. I don't think that's Hasbro's official term for it. They said it's a, a heat sensitive um, thing to reveal his faction. Um, yeah, it's just so easy to say rub sign, not heat sensitive it's, it's, mu action. it's much easier and it sounds slightly dirty for us to just say find his rub sign. So yeah. Yeah, um so the silver stickers, do they come applied or do you have to apply them? Did I believe come? it comes with a sheet of them in the box. And it's been so it's been pointed out that let me find a, a better photo. It's been pointed out that this so this serves two purposes, this mold in these colours, right? It's Yes, it's the it's the reference to the the G one toy uh, with the colors and the and the paint and stuff, but also Galvatron's appearance in the comics, which was very yeah. much based on his uh, in the the Marvel comics, which is very much based on his toy appearance, um, also carries this color scheme. And if you don't apply the foil stickers, then you've got a comic representation of of G one Galvatron, including the green matrix because. When they when Marvel was producing the the comic of Transformers the movie, they didn't really know what the Matrix was meant to look like, and uh, so the Matrix is depicted as a a shiny green cube, in that. And so taking the taking the Matrix, making it uh, making it look you know sort of look like, look like it's glowing green, kind of an homage to that. It is also kind of a, a an homage back to an e hobby release of the figure that came with the green Matrix as well. But that itself was also a nod back to the Marvel comics. So everything come everything comes back to comes back to the the comic adaptation and uh the character's appearance in the comics and for that reason uh i like I, I i don't have anything else to say like I, I i love it the i reckon this looks fantastic um he comes with correctly assembled shoulders what more could you want isn't also the isn't the comic version of galvatron like a lot more brutal and psychotic yeah, pretty much. Yeah, they 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 really they really amped up his uh, amped up his rage. Yeah. So yeah, uh, um, uh, Del Victor says, uh, I, "I hope they I hope they are far better quality stickers than Power of the Prime Era." This has actually come up a bit this week. Uh, the last time the last time Hasbro went for stickers, it wasn't very popular. Um, they they weren't very high quality. So hopefully they're not just. Um, Hopefully they're not just dusting off the printing press that they used for um, Power of the Primes. Hopefully they'll be giving us higher quality stickers. Um, in, in all honesty, like I was looking at this and I was really hoping that it wouldn't be foil stickers we're looking at. I was hoping that we'd be looking at tamper rafts or anything like that. But um, I, I may, I may well just leave the stickers unapplied. We'll, we'll see how we go. The uh, the crown sticker looks like it'll be like a bitch to sort of properly align and apply. Yeah, uh, so let's let's have a look at that. I'm, I think I think you're right. I think that I think that is a, a sticker, but it could be it could actually be a purple piece on the crown there as well. I don't know. 
Do shiny, I think. But it's not like the whole thing is shiny. I don't know. Like, let, let, let's 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 do zoom this properly. In. <laughs> zoom zoom in and enhance. Look at that. I reckon. Uh, oh yeah, three stickers, four stickers. Yeah. Sorry, it's right in the corner of my screen. <laughs> 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 there we go. So yeah, okay. So in all in all honesty, I would and also zooming in on it really makes it look like Hasbro's not done a great job of applying the stickers themselves. Um, zooming in on that, I like. I would be more than happy to just not apply those stickers to this. I, I reckon. I reckon. I like the contrast with the the sort of the the purple crown as it is. So would you be left with a purple crown, and yeah, purple crown. Yeah, I'm 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 pretty much okay with that. Uh, while we're zoomed in on here, like let's take a bit of oh look at that. One of the stickers is lifting off already. Dell, uh, <laughs> you might you might be onto something there. The um the stickers might be a bit shoddy. I don't know. We'll we'll see. Actually, I, I gotta say, like zooming zooming in on this has really ruined the stickers for me. <laughs> like, yeah, there are actually two stickers peeling off on that side. So you got the black one and you got the red one. Yeah. Uh, like when you look at it like that, it's fine. But when you look at it really close up, it's just <laughs> like, oh my god, in. what's going on? There? Look, look, look at the stickers on the the stickers on the the abs and stuff. Like, nah. Oh god, he's got stickers on the abs. I didn't know there were stickers too. Yeah, uh, yeah. Oh nah. man. The <laughs> hip, the hip skirts look okay. Yeah, yeah. The hip skirts look okay. I mean, like it's pretty hard alone. to mess those up. Yeah. The knee, uh, the knee on the left looks look to be a bit high. Jacob, Jacob says, "Good from far and far from good." Um, so that's that's actually more down to the transformation, right? The the, the knees are set up differently, so they can get them. No, no, I mean up. the um, the grey knees, the silver, purple, and orange stickers. The one on the left looks like it's been up a bit. Mm. The one on the right looks like the corner. Uh, yeah, 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 like yeah. Peeling off. To Man, me. Hasbro, what are you doing? I'm gonna no, have to keep going, keep going, keep going. I can't. Going, I can't. That's going. I can't. That's the no, bottom no, of the photo. What's that black spot? Oh, okay. That's the end of the okay. <laughs> that's... So what's that black spot? Is that a sticker as well? Or is that just a... I don't, I don't know. know. Let's, let's go for a different photo and see what we can see. It's, um... Okay. No, so... I, don't, I, don't, I don't think it is. Here we go. That's Here we go. Ready? We're going to we're gonna, we're gonna yep. CSI this shit, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yep, zoom, zoom and then... Oh, look. Crotch shot for you. Um... There's, so logo. Decepticon logo and um, stickers around the right. around the ankles as well. There's also another sticker we didn't see on the side from the other shot. Yeah, Craig Samuel says some intern's kid had a bad morning putting these on. <laughs> uh, have you seen like the um, magazines that people, you know, professional photographers take photos of the toys for magazines and they don't transform them properly? I think we've got one of those people doing. <laughs> Doing this very, very, very possibly. Thing see, look, there's another sticker that we didn't see before. Yes, uh, yeah, you're right. Yeah, all right. Um, and enough, enough ruining my fun. Uh, I still, I still want this figure. Um, it's I still the, think it's good. It's just like you've got so in your room right now. You've got your Transformers there, and then you've got to have this Galvatron displayed on a shelf on the other side of that wall. <laughs> it would look good because. You know, distance sort of thing. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> oh righty, let's let's move on. Let's move on. There's a couple more um couple more stories to a couple more stories to look at before we uh, finish up. We have new premium finish figures. Now the premium finish line is a 
Takara. Uh, Takara line that we'll see five months of figures released starting in October. Every month they will release one studio series and one War for Cybertron figure with premium paint jobs uh, on there. So, um, higher quality paints and uh, they say and it looks like a better representation of these characters as they appeared on screen now this month we see uh, this month we've got leader class ultra magnus on the siege side Uh, and so we're sort of getting a bunch of a bunch of photographs showing him uh, showing him up here you can really see that they've amped up the the weathering and the battle damage on ultra magnus um and his inner robot is no longer white. His inner robot is now grey. Um, the the white paint on his purple chest just looks uh, on his blue combined chest just looks like he's covered in bird shit. Yeah, that's ob- <laughs> I, 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 I find that's often the case with the battle damage. Um, it's interesting to see them go more detailed on it with uh, with a, a larger budget. Yeah, the, yeah. So that you can see there's cracks painted onto his arms as well. I think. If you were to if you were to bother to put him up next to his uh, representation in the Netflix show, you'll find that this is probably a better representation of his Netflix appearance. Um, yeah. But yeah, I think I think the part that really stands out to me here is the uh, the, the the painting of the grills uh, underneath the uh, underneath the blue piece there. The lucky well. grills. Yeah, yeah, lucky grills. <laughs> there's a barge ass reference for you. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, I'm... Mm. I, 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 I... Look, it's like the no, fourth... it's a no from me. It's like the fourth version of Siege Ultra Magnus. Just, it's a no from me. Um, I'm not, I'm not interested in it at all. Um, there are definitely, there are definitely people who will be, um, there's definitely people who will be into it. Um, there's been... I think the, I think it's interesting the premium finish line because it draws from two sources. Uh, I think people are quite happy to pick and choose the um, the figures that they get from the line. They don't feel like they need to buy one of everything, and so we've seen a lot of people just going right. Well, you know, I'll get I'll get the Optimus Prime, but I don't want to get the with the Wheeljack that we think is coming um, later in the, yeah. later in the line as well. It's just yeah, it's sort of weird because usually when I I picture it. Transformers toy line being released, I picture them all meaning to sort of be displayed on the shelf together, but these guys are just didn't really be further apart. Sort of like worlds collide. (laughs) Wow. Yes, exactly. So the, uh, the other figure that was announced, uh, this uh, today, uh, so this should be December's released October, November, December. So this is month three that we're looking at. Uh, it is the Transformers one Megatron. Um, so it is a studio series Megatron repainted with a premium finish. Um, so we've got a bit of a got a bit of a look at him there, and there's his uh, there's his his vehicle mode as well. Mm. Is this um, toy Megatron? Can he put his arms together for a fusion cannon? Do you know? I well, I would have absolutely no idea. Um, mm. I'm pretty sure pretty sure this being TF1 Megatron, it's a fairly old um, it's, it's a fairly old Studio Series figure. I'm not. Not entirely sure, or maybe it was actually recent. I don't know. Um, Studio Series is not my forte, uh, at least not no. when it's not when it's not Studio Series eighty six. I'm I'm a little bit a <laughs> little bit in the dark about it. But uh, so like it is the Transformers the TF one version Megatron. He does seem to come with some kind of a some kind of a weapon that he can swing around there as well. Um, mm. Doesn't really look like he swings it. I think it's a I think it might be fixed in place. But still, yeah. um, the paint job the paint job on him looks 
pretty pretty great. Uh, I'm pretty pretty I happy. I think with that, that chain thing is meant to represent the one scene where he's asking Sam for the all spark and he says no, and then he just sort of whips that part of the building off. Yeah, it does something. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a, it's it's like it's been fifteen years now, <laughs> almost. Um, let's yeah. go. Let, let's go to the next one here, though. So there are actually in hand photographs that have come out as well. So cool. it's one thing to look at CG renders of the of the figure, but it's another to look at it uh, when it is actually um, actually. Uh, Nathan Nathan also says I don't think he does come with his fusion cannon. Um, okay, and it's just because I had the only version I had of. Um, TF1 Megatron was TF1 Leader Class Megatron. And you could mm -hmm. slap his arms together and he made a fusion cannon. Oh, right. Okay. But it was weird because the fusion cannon was actually on one arm, so you could flip it out, put a gear in, and he would just have like a fusion cannon. So, <laughs> uh, fair enough. Yeah. Um, there's another... Another look at the premium premium finish um, from the back there. There's you can see there's certainly a lot more detail on this. And in actual fact, um, I will I will say that as, as someone who often criticizes the movie figures, especially the early designs, as just sort of a, a mess of twisted metal, adding adding the sort of the copper color and the brown onto these figures actually really does bring out some of the detail in them, and it helps you distinguish parts for, as to to what's what. Is there a close-up of his um, head sculpt? Because that looks pretty interesting. Uh, there is not. Okay. But we can. Yeah, I mean, we can. Pretty interesting. We can. We can. We can try. There you go. Ooh. Yeah, that actually look, looks pretty nice. Um, not enough for me to actually buy it, but it look, does look like the F1 Megatron. Yeah. They, uh, look the as much as as much as the the premium finish as as much as the figures that they're applying the premium finish to might not be our cup of tea. Um, they are definitely they're definitely bringing their A game when it comes to applying the paint to these guys. Has anyone has anyone said in the audience if they're looking particularly forward to this premium Megatron? Um, no, I think that's I think that's perhaps more of a more of a representation more more of a I suppose it more shows us the interest level that there is in sort of the the old the old Transformers movie figures. Uh, I think everyone's very excited about all the upcoming movies from the that one scene in the Bumblebee movie. Um, <laughs> and, I, and you know that's sort of that's that's the new stuff. That's that's what we what we're into now. This is sort of a this is a bit of a throwback. There are definitely people who are into the movie designs. So you know, don't don't discount that there'll be some people who'll be um, looking forward to purchasing this and definitely and putting it on their shelves. Yeah, definitely. Looks great, but yeah, well, it looks like, like it, the look of the eyes. I don't know. If, that's not light piping, is it? That's paint. Pretty sure that's just paint. Yes, that's yeah. right. Yeah. Let's um let's take a bit of a look at uh we'll we'll we'll, we'll change gears a little bit here. Uh, we'll take a bit of a look at this photograph here. Uh, this photo shows two Porsches outside a um outside a building that uh is. As it turns out, in Montreal, in uh, Quebec, Canada. Now, this is said to be a um, said to be a set photo of a photo taken during shooting for Transformers: Rise of the Beasts. Now, we know from uh, we know from information that's been released in the last couple of weeks that uh, Mirage will be in the movie and he will be a silver Porsche. Um, mm -hmm. 
and so uh, yeah, so there there might be a um, there, there there might well be uh, two of those on the set. In fact, there's probably a few of them on yeah. on the set because they're probably going to trash a few. Yep. <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, the I guess the the news the news here is that uh, when Brad put this into the run sheet for us, he did express some surprise that Rise of the Beasts is filming already. Um, I think it's actually been I think it's been in production. I think it's been filming filming some scenes and some uh some pieces for quite some time uh we have we have heard we have heard on and off this year that various various transformers things are shooting on sound stages and and the like around canada so um yeah we'll, we'll, we'll see how it goes i'm just surprised this is mirage not jazz well so we we know that they're we know that they're trying not to not to step on the things that they've done before um, with with this movie and we they did this with Bumblebee as well right they they very specifically didn't say whether the, whether Bumblebee was a reboot or or anything mm. like that and so Bumblebee didn't contradict anything that happened before like all the stuff that happened in Bumblebee with you know like um, Prime and Bumblebee arriving on Earth in the eighties none of it contradicts what happened in the 2007 movie they could well have left earth and then gone back to cybertron and then come back to earth in 2007 it's yeah i mean the the sticking point for me with that is that there was no megatron in bumblebee that's right there was meant to be but and he was meant to be he was meant to be um shown as his g1 form um but similarly similarly captured by uh by sector seven and uh, on ice i believe or under uh, in the i think it was the hoover dam or something it was yeah um yeah so so there was meant to be but i think they think they thought that that was too much of a too much of a sort of a, a, a retraction on what they what they've done um so i think the fact that jazz jazz probably um <laughs> also also del victors does bring up an, ex an excellent point <laughs> wasn't bumblebee in world war ii or something in the last night Yes, yes. Like, uh, like, let's just let, look. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I, I'm gonna put myself up to me. I'm just gonna say. Uh, here we go again. Wibbly wobbly, timey wimey, stuff. There we go. We're done. <laughs> I think we That's should um, put. I think Brad should put a, a law in that you're not allowed to do the uh, close-up talking anymore. Um, well, you can do it. <laughs> so anyway, wibbly wobbly, timey wimey stuff. Um, it's entirely possible that at some point, because when people point these kind of things out, uh, people who make movies do like to set a goal to fix it in the future. So like at some point in Bumblebee five, Bumblebee will probably time travel and go back and do that in World War Two. Like who who fucking knows? I don't. Cut the cord and tell Mike, Michael Bay to fuck off. <laughs> uh, so Michael Bay is no longer a producer on on this now. Bum Bay, Bay was a producer on Bumblebee, but, uh, no longer involved apparently. Bumble for Rise of the Bumble Bay here, yeah. uh, no longer involved. But yes, um, Jacob Babbick says uh, any transforming Porsche gets my support. Although I wish it was Jazz. Uh, to get to the point of where I was going with that, um, Jazz has uh, already been seen on screen. I think Jazz was pretty obviously coming to Earth for the first time in 2007, so they can't really make this Jazz. Um, you can buy the toy and call it Jazz, but it's certainly can. you're going to get. 
wibbly wobbly timey wimey stuff uh anyway rise of the beasts is uh is currently in production and is due for release next year um so we will we'll see how that goes um let's take it let's let's turn our attention a little bit uh, back to war for cybertron netflix the Netflix War for Cybertron Kingdom uh, is released, I think, July 29th, which I think will... I think it's being... A, so this this has happened twice now. Being a Netflix original, I believe it drops at midnight Pacific time in the US, which makes it the same date, July 29th, but about 6 or 7 p.m. for us, uh, based on whether we're in daylight savings time or not. Um, yep. We will... Um, we will uh, seek to confirm that with Netflix and we'll put a post up uh, detailing the launch time for it. Um, I, I was planning I was planning to host some friends over to, to watch it at my place, but I don't think I'll be legally allowed to do that because of COVID <laughs> restrictions because of lockdown here. I may end up watching this by myself, just like I did Earthrise. We'll see how we go. Um, maybe, maybe some of us can have a bit of a Zoom watch party or something. We'll, we'll, we'll see how we go. Um, yeah, so Netflix has released uh, two promotional stills uh, for the series. So there's this one, which um, probably should have pointed out it's a little bit spoilery because it does show Megatron with the Matrix. However, we've seen this before because this is, in fact, the, the spoiler box for, for Megatron <laughs> yep. does come with the, the Matrix attached to this sort of belt that goes around him. And I mean, um, it's not like they've been very careful to... Um, uh, to use well, I mean obviously they are they're using the CAD files but it's not like Megatron's been very careful to sort of attach it properly and orient it properly so uh, we'll see see what happens um, but yeah so Meg- there's, a, there's a few there's a few things going on here one um, this is going to make people want that spoiler box Megatron because it's Megatron with the Matrix that doesn't happen very often two uh, Netflix Soundwave is going to go through a resurgence in popularity because he's right there as well and three oh shit there's also purple megatron beast as well in the same in the same shot which kind of um kind of puts uh, brings the question of whether or not uh, beast megatron is in fact megatron reformatted or not uh into question we had we had thought that it is a, a reformatted megatron but maybe it's not and maybe when megatron gets reformatted he turns into galvatron we'll see the um the other image that was released also uh shows the uh, shows the autobots and the the autobots and the maximals um so who who have we got here we got uh prime primal rat trap rhinox and tigertron just sneezing there and uh, <laughs> just muted myself so i could sneeze and tigertron yes thanks is the is that photo off center or are we zoomed in uh no the photo the photo is uh off center i this looks like it might be one of those things where there's like a, a companion image that sort of um, shows the flip side of it with the, the Decepticons on the other side or something. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, we'll see. Um, I think I think you and I both had that exact same reaction to the trailer as well. Hmm. 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 <laughs> now the question is, did I just drop out there? Yes, you did. So we both have the same reaction to the trailer in that, um, uh, yeah, look, I, I have to say of all of the Transformers trailers that I've watched, that is definitely the most recent. Yeah, I, 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 I concur. Um, yeah. So um, just just, just go, sticking with that, um, Netflix did release a two-minute trailer uh, for, uh, for the, the War for Cybertron Kingdom installment that's uh, coming later this, later this month. And uh, yeah, so we've got some stills 
for it up here but we don't really sort of have to go through and speak to all of the stills so we, we do see uh, we do see Megatron holding the Matrix and uh, the Nemesis crash landing um, yeah your, your, your thoughts on the trailer Bradley uh, this shot here um, surprised me actually because I think so we're looking at Astro Train with the other Decepticons. And I think, Wasn't he enormous last time we saw him? Yeah, that's what I'm confused about. Because he was effing large. Wibbly wobbly, just... timey wimey <sighs> stuff. Nutty wuddy, yori wori, facey wacy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, so Astro Train was a bit of a surprise. Um, I was hoping at some point we might see the Seekers get their Earth modes, but it looks like that's not going to be happening either. Do you, th- do you um, think? Do you think maybe they put? Ne- not, do you think maybe they put Astro Train in here because they heard stories of Astro Train clogging store shelves in Maya stores across Australia and decided, well, we need to put him in so that people will buy him. Didn't they re-release him in Earthrise too? Uh, yeah, so he so he was he was available in fairly limited numbers in Siege, and so he was repacked at the start of Earthrise, and it's the yeah. Earthrise Astro Trains that have been shell forming for the last year and a half. Uh, I I I had um I had a Siege Astro Train. I, I must have been one of the, the one they're, of the few. They're exactly the same. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, um, so yeah, yeah. No, no Earth Mode Seekers, uh, as you pointed out. The the one thing that does strike me as as we sort of look at some of these stills is. We've said this before when when discussing the show. It does look great. Um, yes. Like the amount of work that goes into the the environments, especially like like the the shot of the shot of the nemesis crashing, like that that actually legit looks looks good. I, I'm I'm really really quite happy with the detail and the detail and liking that. But um, the characters, the characters being that they're animated toys uh, using the the CAD models from the um. CAD models from the, um, the the toys, I think that really aids their look and makes it look like it's a you know these are scenes that you could make with your own with your own toys, mm. and I, I think I think I think that's always given that's always given the series um, you know quite a distinctive quite a distinctive look. Sometimes the animation cheats a little bit, but um, you know by and large by and large those those things are just the animated toys running around and doing stuff. I I think I think it's really cool. I actually really like here. Um, Looking at uh, looking at Starscream, like the red on Starscream really pops and contrasts really well with the the jungle and the leafy background. It makes it look like someone could actually take the toys and I don't know. You're the photography expert. Fiddle around with a filter and actually get that exact image just using the toys. Possible. Like adjust the brightness or something. It's probably a little bit more than just adjusting the brightness, but um, <laughs> yeah, it, the, this is the thing, right? Like, I I feel like when you look at this kind of when you look at this kind of thing, and when you look at the series and you look at the toys in your hand, I think it does actually inspire. Um, it does inspire some of us to actually pick up toys and uh, pose them to recreate scenes from the cartoon or from or from, from what we've just watched, and mm. really sort of encourages people to you know get a bit of a bit of a creative streak going. I think they learnt from their mistakes in the '80s when the was it how they do it? Like the toys were designed from early concept sketches, and they were told this is how the character is going to look. They went and made the toy, and they were like, "Hang on, we got to revise this a few more times." I think this time it's like they've had we've had the toy for a little while, so we know how it looks, and the people that made the series. 
know how to make the character look. I think I think ultimately, like when you go back to the genesis of Transformers in the eighties, it's because the toys existed long before the the media did, and so yeah. the in when you when you go to when you go into the media. Um, you know, they, they don't necessarily look like the toys, but they, they look the way that they wanted them to look. I mean, the cartoon, the cartoon was animated the way that it needed to be for, for the time. And the, the look of those figures when they've been animated in, in the cartoon has stuck. It's something that's like, it's, it's one of the most recognizable, um, some of the most recognizable characters in pop culture come out of that cartoon, you know, like, um, Optimus, Megatron, Soundwave, Starscream. Um, even people who are not into Transformers recognize these characters because it's just it's so ingrained in our culture. But these days you have these days you've got a much more a much more cohesive environment where Hasbro knows what the toys look like well in well in advance of time and they can feed those designs to the animators who are gonna go hammer for tongs at it for this. Yeah, but also do you think when they design the toy they send like their CGI models to the animators? They did. It's 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 yeah. it's well it's well known that the the at least on the War for Cybertron series they are using the CAD designs from the toys. Now, ah, that's okay. and that that's why they literally look like toys as they're as they're sort of moving around and you can see that some of them have five mil ports on them and and pegs for attaching weapons and stuff. Um, I think that's possibly less true as you get to more of the Beast Wars Beast Wars characters. Um, like so, like we. You've got you've got Cheetor there, right? Yeah, oh, somewhere around. Yeah, Actually, no. a, yeah. But so so this is this is definitely Cheetor, um, but I don't think that I don't think this is entirely his uh, his toy CAD file. I think, that, no, I think there's a few. The, um, I've got the Netflix Cheetor. Well, but the, but it's so, but it's the same mold. In fact, that should look more like what you're looking at on screen. But so, like, yeah. you can sort of see where they've they've taken a few liberties with these designs. I think the I think the Netflix series, perhaps, the on screen representations of the Kingdom characters and the, the Beast characters probably doesn't stick to their toy designs quite as much. But you can still you can still see points where it definitely does. Yeah, um, one big difference is the uh, crest on the animation model is a lot wider. Yeah. I think I think that's that's something that they've changed a lot on on the figures from the CAD designs already because they need to animate the faces they need you know they need to animate Megatron's lips there's probably an entire team of animated <laughs> of animators for those yeah. um, but also like you know mate it's the, it's the most expressive part of the characters so you you probably will find you know they took the CAD designs for the bodies of them and then they've probably had some animators um, design the heads uh, for for proper animation yeah. Anyway, and you know, in fact, there's a there's a there's a great um, sort of look at toys that we're that we're going to see. Um, so there's so there's Cheetor and there's uh, Tigertron. Now, um, Tigertron shares a lot with Cheetor, but uh, we know Tigertron's a Voyager and Cheetor is not. So you can sort of see where some some parts of this evolve as it uh, as it goes up. Yep. So, yeah. And some of the characters we're more familiar with, um, Siege Ratchet, Bumblebee as well. Um, it's, I'm not, uh, uh, like, I'm not especially, um, I'm not, I'm not especially excited for the series, um, unfortunately, like, Siege and, Siege and Earthrise have sort of dampened my expectations on it. At this point, it's really just a case of, well, that's going to be how they finish it, okay. Um, we'll, I think we'll see it's how just it goes. because, like, 
the um like the G1 cartoon, most every other cartoon has been made to sell toys, but this one seems to just be made to sell a or tell a story. Because yeah, whether 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 or not that story is a uh, is coherent, we'll find out. Anyway, but look, we're, we're, because... we're probably getting ahead of ourselves. Yeah, well, I mean, it's just like you know, like the other series have been a series of six episodes with an overarching story, whereas most every other animation is a separate uh, yeah. story. Yeah, um, we do see we do see more of uh, Nemesis Prime in the uh, in Kingdom, which uh, does make the it does make the Netflix Wave Two spoiler pack possibly a little bit more desirable for people now that it's harder to get. Um, I'm lucky; I've already got it. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've I've got I've got it too. It's a good figure, um, yeah. but we we will see we will see Optimus go up against Nemesis. Yay, whatever. Um, and yeah, there you go, War for Cybertron Kingdom. Uh, the new trailer is out now. It's about two minutes long. Just you know, you're not going to get those two minutes back if you choose to watch it. But uh, sure, why not? Yeah. Nathan says I think seeing all the Beast characters has increased my excitement for it somewhat. You are not alone, and you're not alone in this, Nathan. There's a lot of people who are really, really hoping that the addition of these all these new characters is going to um, have this have this sort of um, come to some massive crescendo. Also notable, I, I do have to point out, um, I quite liked the music in the trailer. I've I've also I've quite liked the music for Siege and Earthrise as well. Um, Alex Bornstein's done a good job on the on the music score, so. Uh, if nothing else, I'm looking forward to getting the Kingdom soundtrack like a week or so after it comes out. We'll, we'll see how it goes. Yeah, it's, sort of, it's got me scratching my head a bit because um, obviously, you know, it's establishing more that it's not G1 and Beast Wars. These are their own characters and own continuity. Because it's, it's got like Megatron and Megatron sort of standing toe-to-toe, whereas G1 and Beast Wars Megatron, very, very different sizes. So, yeah, that's a, that's all that's also very true. The the size difference appears to have been nixed for for this. Yeah. But uh, like you said, it's a it's a it's a different interpretation of the material. Exactly. So, yeah. Yep. Um, I think that is going to be it for for news because we are a little bit over time. What I'm going to do is I'm going to I'm going to take that out there and um, and change my screen to that. Um, now, um, Bradley, do, do you have any new acquisitions that you wanted to talk about to to um, wind up the show? Um, no, my friend once again has sourced uh, an Ultra Magnus he found as part of the Big W toy sale. He got one for me and one for himself, but I've yet to collect it from him. Looking forward ah. to it. Um, but yeah, I don't have it here with me. <laughs> How about you? Have you got nice. anything? Uh, I do. I got. I got a. I got a box of stuff delivered this week. Now my my room is a little bit dark here at the moment, so I'm just going to try and. Uh, I'm just going to try and turn on a light um, to light things up a little bit there, a little bit more there, so that I can, I can properly show. Yeah, I don't notice a difference. Yeah, no, you 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 will. Um, okay. So uh, this guy this guy has turned up here. I'm just going to put myself up. Uh, large uh and so there we are there is a there is a kingdom kingdom red alert um has been has been uh, released across asia and uh has landed in my living room about a week later about 50 of them landed i I think all i think all the kingdom red alerts in australia are at your place I'm a, I, I, you're probably right because um, I don't think this figure is actually going to be released in Australia. Having said okay. that, um, we you know we we don't we don't really know. It 
it could well it could well turn up at Toy World next week. We yeah we, we can't really tell, but um so I, I did uh, I did sort of briefly sort of get out the the, the siege one to um, sort of put side by side the the kingdom one. You can sort of you can see very distinctly if you can sort of see distinctly the the, the different bonnet design. And I think we've we've also talked about the fact that the um, we've talked about the the fact that the the kingdom version has. A much more vibrant color palette like he's got he's got proper whites and proper reds whereas the and yeah the the kingdom one um i think yeah it really i mean it really nails the you just hiccuped again fair enough um so yeah i look i i really like having the um being able to put these side by side and see the the palette on the the palette on the kingdom one it's much brighter and much more vibrant um yeah so yeah it's, it's, it's nice to see that you're getting like a pretty much a very different figure even though it's the same mold but are the it eyes is, different as well um the head the head design is slightly different. this is going to be extremely hard to show on my on my camera <laughs> um and so i'm just I'm just not gonna uh, yeah. not gonna try. I for, I feel like the I feel like the War for Cybertron. I, I think the the Siege, the Siege mold has sort of softer softer more rounded features, whereas the the Earth mode one everything's everything's a little bit more a little bit more um, pointed and spiky. So um, both the heads do look very similar, but I think the I think the the Earth one has a little bit more definition to his uh, to his look and his and to his design. Um, so yeah, look, you're gonna you're gonna see this start popping up as um, as figures get released to to members in the in the group. That's um that's gonna probably gonna happen in the next week or so. Um, I need to be a little bit careful because um, I'm in lockdown here in Sydney, and so I can't um I can't necessarily make too many trips out to the post office. But I think I've wrapped enough at the moment to make one trip. So I'll uh, I need to sort of space out my space out the times that I leave the house. Don't you get in touch with uh, Nick and see how he organizes the uh, post to come to him? Or is that because he's in a rural area? Uh, so you, you can actually, you can book pickups, but they cost money. Um, so yeah. Just up the shipping price. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to do yeah. that. I, I, I like like to keep the, keep the shipping as cheap as possible. Um, yeah. So we'll see what happens. Um, there is, so there's a couple of other things. Uh, because I've, because I've got a table full of red alerts, there are some things that I've received that I can't open yet, uh, which is uh, which includes this guy, the uh, Shattered Glass Blur. Um, as you can see, still sealed in his box. So um, I will have him open next week, and I'll I'll get him out and um, do some fo- do some photos of him. There is also spoiler for the next episode. There's also a Titan Class Arc sitting out in my living room as well. Um, oh, you don't so- have it there with you. No, I haven't opened it again. Like my table is full of red alerts, so I, mm. I need to post red alert before I can get these guys out and uh, and, and um, free them from their packaging. Um, there is one other thing that has actually um, there. <laughs> Del says uh, carting forty red alerts to the post office does count as the exercise time you're allotted. That's true. That's true. It's true it, yeah. It, yeah. Um, so there is one other thing that I've, I've acquired this week that I want to want to talk briefly about as well, which is um, this guy is um, the, the, this guy, which is a, a Melbourne W class tram uh, that uh, transforms into uh, into a robot, and this is made by this is made by a, a Melbourne designer called David Lee. 
Um, he's advertised it in our group, and a lot of people, as soon as as soon as this appeared in in our um, Facebook group, just went, "Oh my god, that's a, that's amazing!" I was one of them. So, um, uh, David put his design up for sale on Etsy, uh, and I swooped in there and scooped it up. So, this has also arrived, and I'm also yet to open it, but I will be will be getting this out and. Um, paying a lot of attention to its its details and its transformation i really would like to take take a lot of photos of this guy um reckon i reckon it's going to be going to be fantastic um i i love the idea of seeing a um seeing a, a representation of an australian uh an australian icon as a transformer and so yeah i i i think it's i think it's fantastic can't wait to open him up um if you do want more information on it you can go to uh, the website Transformation, uh, which we'll, we'll put it in the show notes. Uh, it's Transformation, but with an M because he's a tram. You see, you, you see, you get it. Um, and so there's a, uh, it's a very basic website, but you can sort of see the, the, the CAD design for the, the figure there. And you can also click through to the shop, which is actually on Etsy. It's called Melbourne Mecca Works. Um, so yeah, if, uh, if you too would like to add a transforming W-class tram into your into your collection, um, yeah, do do get onto that website transformation.com.au. Um, we will be looking to put this guy on display when we um, when we are next able to attend events. Uh, there's no events coming up in Sydney anytime soon, um, but I would say, uh, you, yeah, you would be able to find find this guy on my stand if you if you come see me at any of the toy fairs or. Uh, Hopefully, hopefully we'll be at Doz Comic Con in uh, in October. We'll see. I think it's October. Uh, we'll, we'll see how we go. But yeah, um, yeah. Do do feel free to um, you know come find us and come check the guy out in person. Um, I'm like I said, I'm really looking forward to opening up the box and uh, and uh, checking him out. It is a kind of, what kind of a box does it come in? It's fairly uh, like it's the the box is actually probably a little bit larger than a deluxe box. Um, so yeah, it's all, it's all, it's all, I'm going to say it's all 3d printed parts. I'm not, I'm not entirely sure if it's all actually 3d printed. I don't know how all the parts have been produced. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's all, um, it's all been, uh, I think, uh, produced and hand assembled by David as well. So yeah, cool. yeah. Looking forward to, looking forward to getting a hold of that. Um, getting on a bit. So it's probably time to, probably time to end the show. Um, little bit little bit of club news um we're not quite ready to roll with membership options this year yet uh but we've been finalizing some of the um we've been finalizing some of the designs for things to go into the member member boxes um yeah we're yeah we've been we've been finalizing the uh finalizing some of the items going into the member pack we hope everyone's going to be happy with it this year and uh, yeah, we'll we'll have some details to announce for that in the next few days. Uh, otherwise, um, yeah, any everything everything's just sort of uh, ticking along in a bit of a bit of a holding pattern until then. But uh, yeah, I'd say in the next week or so we'll be sending out renewal notices to uh, to members. So yeah, um, I think that's about it. Did did we did we forget anything? Do we have anything else we need to talk about? No, no. 
No, all right, all, all good then. Uh, thank you for listening, everyone. Thank if you've been watching along with the live record, and um, a good deal of you have been. So thank you very much. Um, thanks for checking it out. You'll find out more about these stories and links to them all in the show notes. Uh, you can find us all on uh, Transformers Collectors Club Australia on Facebook. Australian Transformers Weekly is the Facebook home for the podcast, and the podcast also lives at transformersweekly.podbean.com. Uh, this is a production of Transformers Collectors Club Australia. We're a registered club in Victoria run by volunteers donating their time, effort, energy and money and Saturday nights while we're in lockdown at least uh, to make life better for everyone. We want to connect Transformers fans around the country and engage the collecting community to do so. You can find out more information about the benefits of TCCA membership in the next couple of weeks um, and you can, see, you can find out more about us at the website transformerscca.com. Com. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at JM77, and you can find Brad. That's a good time for your internet to have a hiccup. Did it have a hiccup? Yeah, you said you can find Brad. Oh, well, there we go. You can find there you go. See, I've got it on screen. You can find Bradley on Twitch at GroovyGuyGaming, uh, twitch.tv slash GroovyGuyGaming. Uh, and um, as we found out last week during the uh, record of the show, you can also check out you can also check out Brad, uh, our, uh, our our other Bradley. Um, he has the, he's also hosting the Budget Adventure Show on YouTube, uh, so I'll have links to that in the show notes as well. Bradley, did you want to talk about talk about Groovy Guy Gaming? How's it going? Um, it's going pretty good. Um, so for those of you that were watching along with the live recording, it did get pushed back once or twice by about five or ten minutes because uh, about the time I was thinking of wrapping up <laughs> early today, I got, I think, a 229-person raid. And so I thought I'd best stick around for a while to show my support and gratitude for this uh, huge uh, support for my channel. Um, it also did garner me, I think, 20 new followers. So at the moment, I don't know if anyone's been keeping track of my follower count, I haven't. <laughs> so I haven't seen like how much I've been sort of jumping, but at the moment I'm currently on 1,368. So according Excellent. to the Twitch... As long as the number um, keeps going up, it's good, right? Yeah, well, I mean, according to Twitch, they're very generous with their rounding, so I'm currently on 1.4K followers. Excellent. All right, uh, that is it for us. Please, please do check out Bradley's streams. Uh, you're streaming every day, aren't you? Yes. Yeah. Stream every please, day. Please, about... please do check out Bradley's streams on Twitch. Yeah. Um, and always, yeah. Um, actually, I've had a couple of people. I had one person show up a couple of weeks ago. They followed my channel, said, "Hey, that's Unicron. He's really awesome." Then he gave me a subscription. Oh, that's good. Yeah, I was like, you just need need you. to move Unicron more into frame. In fact, maybe just point the camera at Unicron and you know get him to do some work. I mean, he he cost you enough. Yeah, He's, it's about time yeah. he starts earning some of that money back, right? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, that is it. That is it for the show. Thank you, everyone. Uh, thanks for watching, and uh, we'll be back with more next week, including hopefully some thoughts on the arc and uh, some more up close looks at uh, at the uh, the the uh, project transformation. And we'll see how we go. Thanks, everyone, and uh, thanks for watching. Talk to you later. Bye.